Thanks for subscribing to KHOL and listening to the Teton Sports Talk podcast, the number one sports talk show in the great state of Wyoming. Friday. It's actually Thursday. I'm here with Sam Barrett of the Moose Hockey Organization franchise. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I figure if, if anybody can talk about the most recent issues with Antonio Brown, it can be only a, a Patriots fan to spin it whatever way they want to. So. I mean, we'll let the facts speak for themselves once they all come out. For now, yeah, allegedly. What uh, was in the U.S. You're guilt or uh, innocent until proven otherwise. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that I should probably look in the mirror because I am a Dallas Cowboys Zeke Elliott, well, Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> uh, this is Teton Sports Talk. I'm here with Sam Barrett. I am Graham Trainer, your host this week. For some reason, my I don't know. I sound different. I, I sound more rugged. I don't know if I've gained a few weeks of life or i haven't been smoking cigarettes you're older and wiser yeah i just sound different than yeah. i maybe it's I've, I've been off for two weeks i think it's the headset they look old they look <laughs> like they're from the 80s you're still looking great though. the headset looks thank you looks uh looks a little primitive but we're still waiting on um membership drive money to be cashed in so we can buy better products like sam's headset or obj's watch well, yeah, what was it, like quarter million dollars? Quarter million dollars, yeah. I want a quarter million dollar headset in here. Good for him. Yeah, so you can hear everything. Good for him. Um, first, we're going to start off with what Sam reminded me of. Virginia, who's, they're in the top 25. They are the number 25 team in the country. Continues to be the best year in Virginia sports history. When, uh, when was the last time they were in the top 25? Ooh, Sam, put me on the spot. In basketball, just, just a lot. Um, yeah, but no one. Yeah, in yeah. lacrosse, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, football, That's... man, probably 2000. I'm going to guess like 15 or 16. So it's been, it's been a. It's it's been so a, recently. It's been a while. Yeah. I think I had perfect vision the last time UVA was in <laughs> was in the top 25. Pre cornea transplant. Pre cornea transplant. <laughs> pre eyes going. Pre. What else? Pre Maybe pre married. I think I wasn't married last time. Man, there was you it, go. The, it was the Obama administration too. <laughs> God, it was a long time ago. The, the good days, but it's good. It's good to be back in, and I want to move transition from that to the huddle, since that would be what you probably thought was my good news. But I want to do something a little more fun. Right. So it's kind of, kind of like you know, double down on the good news this week. But what do you have for good news, Sam? Uh, for good news, I have obviously we have footballs back. No more just strictly baseball in the summer, and NFL uh, drama storylines. Of NBA, course, you know social media drama. I mean, there's always drama and storylines. NBA, but uh, also hockey season's coming back. Mm. I saw that last week. I saw a commercial. I couldn't believe it was already hockey season. It was like. Hey, get ready. We got the uh, NBC <laughs> Hockey Sports Network. It's going to be on. Yeah, they already got the lineup. Get out. on the ice. 
Um, but yeah, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, uh, preseason hockey's starting this weekend, and then I believe uh, first games are I want to say second or third of October. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah, doubleheader. October second. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I pay attention to commercial breaks. Get excited. <laughs> That's great. Um, how, explain how does hockey preseason work? Do they play scrimmage exhibition games? Yeah, uh, it, it's I mean pretty similar to the yeah uh, NFL. It's it's yeah play standard game uh, three four games like, preseason games. Oh, how many games? Yeah. I believe they do. I want to say it's around like eight. Man, um, well, I guess it's a longer season, so it's a longer season, but it's like, like gotta dial on that timing. Yeah, exactly, and it's not like they are taking a beating, but it's not like the NFL where these guys should like kill each other right before the season starts. Um, True, but well, yeah, they 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 can. They can. But I've seen a guy's uh, neck get slit open by a, a skate <laughs> from an old '80s video once. It was like Sabers, Rangers or something. No, it does happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I want to say, I think it's like around seven. Yeah. Seven or six. Don't fully quote me on that, but, um, yeah. It's well, not we're like, a podcast, so everybody's going to be listening to of this. Course, and of course. Obviously taking that. show notes. Yeah. Well, does every, every time you go on the ice, does Charlotte give you that last kiss goodbye, just in case? Always and ever. Always and ever. Yeah, That's course. good. <laughs> uh, my good news is we're talking about horse racing in September. Ooh. Justified, busted... For PEDs, the Triple Crown, 2018 Triple Crown winner. What? Busted. Piss test. Positive. Did, he was eating some some sort of oats or something got in his feed, his feed bag or something. And When did this come he's out? He's the very bonds of uh, horse racing now. Uh, I think maybe broke today. I was pretty excited about it. What? Wait, wait, wait. We're a big so, horse racing show because we talked about American Pharaoh and how much his... his uh, Juices are worth, and you know all that business. But his, his spunk, yeah, well, he's so, a spunky guy. So did they take a test? Yeah, like, right after like, when he won the triple crown, or is it like they've been testing this the whole time, and like it just or did it, it take them that long? It to was get the a, results. It yeah, it took them that long to get the results. It was a test done before the derby, which is the first of the three. Yeah, and it was positive. So what a it would have kicked him out of even being eligible to race in the uh, uh, Kentucky Derby, Belmont, and Preakness. So did he, I don't know why horse piss takes so long to test, but supposedly it does. Yeah. So he got officially stripped of his intent. No, no, hasn't been stripped yet. What? It's under consideration. But How can that be under consideration? Because he, he still tested negative for each race before each race. But going into the Kentucky Derby, he had a positive piss test. So they beat the system. Well, we haven't. Nobody's interviewed him yet, so <laughs> we still have that to. Win. I knew. You know what? And actually, the most trying to get a hold of his agent. And trying to get hold of his agent, team. Bob Baffert. I always knew that guy was crooked, <laughs> just the way he looks. But I wondered. You know, when you go to the doctor and you have, you have to pee in a cup, and it's like it's pretty difficult to not splash it, or at least like. Of course. It's kind of, and like not like fill the whole thing up immediately. Can you imagine doing the horse piss test, being the guy that has to hold that thing? You've seen a horse pee. It's intense. Yeah, it's a fire it is hose. intense. Yeah, it's a fire hose. Maybe throwing a hazmat suit beforehand. <laughs> a couple of four season giver gloves. The show's brought to you by Giver. Uh, but yeah, I mean horse. We're t- 
horse racing is relevant again in September, and we're talking about horse racing. So, God, awesome. God bless. It's good him. to hear. That was actually really shocking news. Yeah, I, see, I love breaking news to you. To be honest, I or Massey never really thought that they would really drug test horses, but I guess that makes sense. I know. Well, you can't trust anybody these days, you know. So is that technically the athletes. horse's fault because he agreed to take the drugs, or is that the trainer's fault for injecting the I drugs? I think it might have been the feeder's fault. The feeder or his his gourmet chef or whatever's going on there. I think it's the chef of the horse of America. The chef of Justified screwed him over. But Justified did Unwillingly. agree to eat it, though. He might have. So. Yeah, he might have nodded, flared his nostrils out, <laughs> and said, yeah, that's the stuff I like. I'm going to go ahead and have it. It smells a little different. But I'm going to go ahead and eat it. So we do need to wait for his response, too. Yeah. Okay. So, like Antonio Brown, still under investigation. We're not going to cri- criminal criminalize yep. him yet. Yep. Let, let the justice system Fair enough. in the horse world, you know. Fair enough. Play out its course. Uh, your critical number. Uh, my critical number is 32. So Teams in the NFL. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. so I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it should be technically 31. So sticking with the Pats theme, that after uh, Antonio Brown uh, was traded to the Pats, and Belichick traded away uh, Demarius Thomas to the Jets. Jets, yeah. That officially was uh, marked that he traded uh, or has traded a player to every single NFL team. Oh, he'd always kept one just away from the Jets. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Um, So, yeah, I guess that would be 31 rather than 32. Antonio Brown screwed over 31 teams in the NFL, too. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. 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 You don't know that. Well, the Pats don't need to get better, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. Doesn't it get boring sometimes? (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I think I know he and Mangini hated each other. I'm guessing Bill Belichick had a kind of a vendetta. Or like a, I will never, he like went he, every night, his wife is like, what's up? What's wrong, honey? And he's like, I don't know. I still haven't traded anybody to the Jets <laughs> yeah. and I never will. And I then Demarius, like Demarius needed, I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> I know he hates the Jets the most. Mine is seventh, the number seventh. Okay. It's the best that USA basketball can finish now that they've dropped in really? this, uh, is it FIBA? Uh, Yes. Federal International Basketball, Basketball Association, yeah, which is not FIFA. So I don't think it's as corrupt as Bob Baffert it's and FIFA, but probably up there. It's probably yeah. second in corruption. Do maybe? you feel embarrassment by this? Are you walking around with your head down? About <laughs> USA maybe finishing seventh in the FIBA. That's kinda a lot of Celtics on this team too. That's what I'm worried about. The Celtics now. How are we seventh? <laughs> Who's number one? Is like Argentina. Uh, Spain? We lost to France and Serbia. I think that's right. Don't quote me on that either. But I know those were the teams that were in our way that we're worried about. But the thing is, putting out our C-list uh, squad, yeah. I'd say, when it comes to like talent, is it's almost it's pretty similar to U.S. men's soccer because you put out like our C-list, maybe even D-list athletes, playing soccer to like represent our country because they all play you know football basketball baseball whatever even golf because look at kepka's arms (laughs) and that butt but um yeah i don't know just 
Gotta gotta get that dream team back together. Yeah, but gotta I, hope this motivates. You gotta think they're definitely in the mindset of just playing some pickup basketball out there. Mm-hmm. The last thing these guys want to do is actually play a hard game when they're in the off season. True. Yeah, look at the Paul George injury. That was definitely a yeah some sort of scrimmage or FIBA esque. Yeah, it's tournament he was in when he destroyed his leg. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. Absolutely not. But. Unless you're going for Olympic gold medal, because that'd be pretty sweet to have. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if this is something where this is the best it's going to be for the next Olympics, which are, is that next year? Uh, it's 2018 was the World Cup. It's 2016 the last Olympics? Not this winter, but the winter before there was Winter Olympics. But Summer Olympics. So then this must be Summer Olympics. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. So I feel like they're... They gotta bring back. They gotta get like the real the A squad back for gold, right? To go for gold. Yeah, but it's like I feel like all you need is like three superstar players, and you're totally True. golden. Yeah, I guess if they can get, they can recruit. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say. Well, just off the top of my head, rookie of the year, sir, guy, guy from not Serbia. Where's Lucas from Croatia? MVP from Greece. So I'm like thinking of the players. I mean, you know, you throw out Russell Westbrook, Harden, yeah, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kawhi. If you can, if you can get those guys, like if you can even get three of those five guys to play with nuts. the C list team, it'd be fine. I mean, they should try to do it too because that yep. definitely help out the ratings. But like, no one really cares about like. No. I don't know. I feel like yeah. I feel like the the basketball is kind of an afterthought compared to all the other events. And stuff that goes on because I feel like every year, every time the Olympics happen, mm-hmm. it's always about the young gymnast or the great story of this guy coming yeah. living in his van <clears throat> and becoming Olympic gold medalist <laughs> or something. But it has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, USA won basketball again. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? That Move was on. on to Cincinnati. But that was the kind of situation with last um, Olympics for hockey too. Is the NHL didn't allow their players to go over there, right? Um. And I mean that definitely hurt the ratings for watching hockey. I mean it's yeah. still fun to see, but oh, that because that was mid season, right? Yeah. And they t- they like picked him yeah, out of the. It's in January. Yeah, or February. February, January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like Ovechkin made a huge stink about it. Yeah. Um, how did that work again? Did they just pick them out and like it push the schedule back? So, like, how did it work beforehand? How did it work? With, how did the NHL? cope with that again i forgot there was a little bit of a break break yeah yeah i think it was maybe around like the all-star break oh okay so they kind of yeah gotcha um but when they so for this last um olympics they had it's like certain contracts they had like if you had a i believe a two-way contract with Mm -hmm. the hl and nhl then you could still play um there's kind of certain rules and regulations around it but Pretty much all your superstars like just couldn't go. Right. Just kind of a bummer. Yeah. Stinks. Schedule stink. Uh your quote of the week or stuck of the week? You go you pick one which one you want to go first. Um let's see. I'm gonna go stuck with whether or not I like the new challenge rules. Going into the NFL season, I thought I was gonna hate it, I thought it was gonna be dumb. But granted there's only been one weekend of games. Yeah. Um, You're talking about like pass interference. Being yeah, sorry, the new challenge rules. With, reviewed. Yep. 
those sort of things. Yeah. Um, it's my thought on it is that it's going to, I guess, slow the game down a bit. Uh, also, the fact that it's going to turn way into a more offensive game. Um, but then it wasn't the Bears-Packers game. Yeah, that was, for me, I mean, I didn't watch much more. I watched the Sunday night game, the Cowboys game. And then Thursday, which was a stinker anyway, so that game just yeah. kind of sucked no matter what. So you're just kind of like, this is throwing gasoline on the fire yeah, just exactly. by being a bad game, slowing down a bad game with penalty flags, mm-hmm. not penalty flags, red challenge flags, and slowing the game down with uh, pass interference mm-hmm. reviews. Well, that's the other thing too is, I forget who it was, was talking about how that could also kill the momentum of a drive. Sure. Which is definitely longer than you would for a standard timeout if they just have to constantly keep reviewing it. And, but I don't know. I, I think we'll definitely know by within maybe like four weeks or not whether it's yeah. actually good or not. Yeah. And it's definitely a knee-jerk reaction to specifically the Saints-Rams-NFC title game. Like it's an immediate yeah, fix. That, yeah, that's, yeah. We all know that can't happen again. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, there's some blatant missed calls. But like, right, the fact that that was just like a camera, like five feet away, like perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just someone someone got chewed out for that one. Yeah, um, yeah. My stock was, um, I can't I can't believe this is the same thing. I feel like you feel like hockey just ended, PGA Tour. I feel like it just ended. It already starts. The season starts like in a week or something. Yeah. And then in the meantime, Rory got voted best golfer over Brooks Kepka. Really? Which I think is some BS. I think some some boys out there are a little jealous of Brooks. I think DeChambeau got four votes or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kepka had some. He had some good drama around him this year. Yeah. With calling people out and being too slow. Yeah. His uh yeah his whole warm up. Method's pretty funny. Just like kind of shows up and plays. Yeah, which is awesome. The tournament thing of like, yeah, I don't really practice. I mean, the practice you see me doing is when I play in normal tournaments. Besides the majors, yeah, people are like, <laughs> no, you're such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I like his, I like his attitude. It's just funny how he had kind of a borderline historic season, and they vote Rory, who couldn't even make the cut in Ireland. Yeah, for the British Open. Yeah, it's so. embarrassing. Yeah. The Open Championships. Yeah. Uh, Quote of the week. My quote of the week is kind of bringing it back to Dennis Green in the Coors Light commercial. Mm -hmm. They they were who we thought they were. Steelers? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Browns? uh, Delaney Walker, tight end for uh, Titans. He said that about the Browns? Yeah. Because they smashed him? Yeah. Yeah. But he was quoting the, the late Dennis Green. The late great. Do you remember that uh, Coors Light commercial? I remember the game. I actually remember watching that game. That was a that was a Bears Cardinals game. Uh-huh. I remember that really well. Erlacher was playing, and yeah, I definitely remember when that went down. The press conference because I remember it was like I was watching the game, watching the post game for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think I was just like had a few beers and was like, I'm gonna keep watching football until like <laughs> I have to turn the lights off and turn the turn the or until the NFL actually like. Stops their broadcast yeah. all together. So I want to watch Dennis Green talk, and then I saw that live, and I was like, "That was epic." Yeah, I think it was Coors Light. But, but you the, remember yeah, they, the the guys in the press conference, and they're just like asking like dumb questions, and he yeah. just repeatedly. Those are great commercials. Oh, they were the amazing. playoffs one with uh, 
with uh, Jamora, and they did like Playoffs? the they did the like. I think they did Coors Light did also the one with Herm Edwards on the Jets when he's like, "You play to win the game." They're like, "Yeah, but but I have another question." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, you play to win yeah. the game." Oh, those are the best. <laughs> Bring those back. Yeah, now uh, commercials are so bad right now. They're awful. Uh, mine was get the right jersey, cuz. <laughs> that was Demarcus Lawrence telling a Giants fan, a little kid, no, oh, to an autograph. That. Yeah, because didn't he have a Saquon? Yeah, jersey. Yeah, he's like, I want an autograph, and he's like, he just goes, get the right jersey, cuz. <laughs> to like in this jersey, it's like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes little kids, you know, they need to be put in their place. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not it's a good fun. look, but it's kind of a great look. If you're a Cowboys fan, it's a great look. And they're just kind of saying, no, we're not doing that. I. I I get it. I, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. I mean, that's kind of. Would you say that'd be embarrassing for him <laughs> if he did sign a Saquon jersey? Because you know, it, everyone would catch wind of it, and I mean, the video is out of him denying the kid. So it's like, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Situation. Yeah. The locker room's gonna give him hell for it, but then also like everybody's gonna be like, but that was also nice that you signed a jersey for him. But then they're just going to give him, you know, he's going to get poop all season for it. But then obviously in the media and in the the eyes of American fans outside of Dallas, it looks bad. Yeah, not, not great. <laughs> looks pretty bad. I think the solution to that would have been him giving his shirt, jacket, or shoes off his back, signing mm-hmm. those and giving it to the kid. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That'd That's be good. kind of a win-win. Or jockstrap. <laughs> yeah. Or that. Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> all right, sports fans, when we come back. We're going to have a conversation with board member Erica's sister about the overreaction of a Cleveland on-the-ground Brown fan live from Cleveland via phone, landline. This is Teton Sports Talk on 89.1 KHOL. Hey, you want to hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, we're back for segment two. It's Friday. It's Thursday when we're doing this. We've been watching this. Another another great Thursday night game, 10-9 to 9 right now after last week, 10-7. to 7. Thrill Thrilling. Dizzy. Yeah, thrilling Green Bay win at Chicago. I'm here with Sam Barrett. He's in studio bringing in that New England flair, <laughs> the attitude, Always. everything. And I have got a special guest. I've got Cheryl Bailey on the line, Erica Nash's sister. And she's boots on the ground in old Cleveland, Ohio. We want to hear what all the people at the bars are saying at the at the uh, the grocery store, what what have you. Cheryl, uh, thanks for coming on. Oh no, you're more than welcome. So has it been and, a uh, yeah? Go for it. I was going to say I appreciate the fact, Graham, that uh, you guys are calling me uh, this week and not week <laughs> prior. Um, when everyone in Cleveland had all kinds of hope and hype, um, and now we're speaking after Sunday's disastrous game. So thank you for that. <laughs> it was it was it was a disaster, and I mean that's just kind of how Massey and I played here. Like we have uh, Sam in this week, and um, now the Red Sox have been eliminated from 
going to the playoffs. We don't really have people in here when they're on their highs. We have them in there when they're on her, their lows, so they're vulnerable. <laughs> we, can have, we can have more fun and just, laugh. Just beat them while they're down. Just beat them while, while they're down. But, uh, no, I mean, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of football to play, Cheryl. I don't want you to like go ahead and pack in the season. I know Tennessee wasn't supposed to be very good, and I'm sure Cleveland was favored, and this is probably the most, most hype Cleveland's had since, uh, man, Jim Anderson back in the day. <laughs> Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Not Jim Anderson. Oh, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Jim. Man. Oh, did, did you see that the Vegas odds actually went back down to 25-1 to 1 for the Browns to win the Super Bowl after Sunday's game? What were they originally at? Uh, oh, don't quote me on it, but I think they may have been as high as like 8-1 to 1 Ooh, or some what? insane number. It, it, it was pretty crazy. That's Yeah, that's got that's a lot of hype for the – I mean – yeah. They're probably like top five in hype. I mean, top five in odds, maybe. Eight to one's pretty high. I'm sure the well, Pats were two to one or something. Somewhere around yeah. there. Somewhere I mean, there. you have to admit. I mean, it's there's a lot of excitement. I mean, you, you saw with the number of games, the few, admittedly, with Baker last year. I mean, when they put him in for those two quarters, it, I will tell you that was probably one of the most exciting games I have ever seen of football. Um, and then all the moves that they made, you know, over the off season. I mean, we got Odell Beckham, you know, and then everything else that they did. Uh, it, John Dorsey, you know, the GM has just been making just some crazy moves for us. So it's just been incredibly exciting. So yeah, absolutely, one of the most exciting um, years that we've ever seen here in, you know, Northeast Ohio. And, Again, you have to remember, we're a town that is used to being downtrodden. I mean, it took us, what, 50 years to win a championship? Yeah, very, so, very true. With, you're talking the about the, the, with the Cavaliers? In Cleveland. You're talking about the Cavaliers? Yes. Yes, yes. And then almost uh, almost an Indians win, Game 7, World Series against the Cubs. That was a, that was a memorable series yeah, was for me, one. even though I didn't have a, you know, a dog in the fight. But I thought that was an amazing I'm uh, I'm I'm personally rooting for the Browns. I uh, I'm a big Baker fan, but one we of my good are. friends from college, he was a huge Browns fan, and so this is maybe like five years ago, and I was always kind of rooting for his failure. But now I'm I'm kind of on the Browns Browns train here. Yeah. But hope they can piece it together. You yeah. guys got the Jets coming up, and everybody's Lord, got mono. <laughs> Lord knows if you guys can't beat them, then might need to call it a wash. Without Darnold, yeah. Did you hear you got mono? Oh, he did. That's yeah. exactly it, right? So, yeah. I mean, everybody, like the day after the game, you know, there was a lot of depression and people were upset and, you know, but then after that, you know, hope springs eternal and, and that's exactly it. Everyone's like, all right, it's down to the Jets game. So, we've got to beat the Jets. And if we can beat the Jets, then we're all good and we, we need to clean up the penalties, right, and mm-hmm. get everything back in order and then we'll be fine. If we can't beat the Jets, then we go into game three, which is against the Rams. We're obviously just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then we're in deep trouble at that point. If we've lost the Titans and we've lost to the Jets, then you know, then I think we're in a we're in a world of hurt. Would you but, you know, I think if we can clean up everything, you know, that we hopefully learned from game one, um, and beat the Jets, then I think we'll be fine. Would you say that this next game is make or break the season? Um, for even though it's me, only game two, personally, like if if they lose the Jets, 
do you think season's done? I don't know that I would say the season's done, but um, I think the chance for, um, well, maybe. Actually, no, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> because I, I think at that point, um, you'll you'll obviously at that point, I think you're going to lose the first three games, right? And so your chance of actually doing anything for the season probably would be over. So, yeah, actually, I, I do think that would probably be right. Yeah, because you got at Jets versus Rams, so Rams home game. Hope you're going. At Ravens, mm-hmm. you know, bitter rival. At 49ers, Seahawks, then bye. So, I mean, yeah, at Ravens, that's going to be tough. So losing the Jets and then having the Rams and Ravens on the radar. Yeah, you definitely need that it's momentum. Tough. It's tough. Anxiety. Anxiety in Cleveland. How do you get mono? <laughs> I don't know how. So Is the whole yeah, locker room so on quarantine Sam now? Sam Darnold, he's on quarantine. Sam Darnold, <laughs> the Jets starting quarterback, is going to be out for a month. And he's definitely going to be obviously out for the the Browns game on Monday night. So that adds, obviously, I mean, it's it's better odds that the, the for the Browns to win that game. But they still got to go into New Jersey and they still got to win that game against, um, I mean, a mediocre Jets team. And if you lose that game... I feel like 0-2 against the non-Sam Darnold Jets is a whole different ball game in terms of yeah, for when, sure. you, when you start to uh, bring out the pitchforks for Freddie Kitchen's job already after week two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to, way to say it uh, so succinctly. If we can't win against uh, how did you freeze that mediocre Jets team, yeah. we're done. Without yeah. their starting quarterback. <laughs> and the most one of the craziest freaking head coaches in the NFL, Adam Gase. Yeah. Who I still don't know how he yeah. has a well, I mean, coaching job. Well, I brought but. up a good point about Freddie Kitchen. So that might then I mean, really start to be the question. Mm-hmm. So he was promoted to be head coach, and he really was just a running back coach. So there's already some talk about, all right, you know, is Freddie Kitchen, you know, there was obviously a lot of excitement, but – if he can't really bring the team together, then, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and it's kind of, when you think about the Browns of last year, <clears throat> I remember because they had Greg Williams on the defensive side. They had, because they were in hard knocks, I remember this well. Greg Williams, ex-head coach, Todd Haley on offense, ex-head coach, and then they and they fired Hugh Jackson for being kind of an inept coach. But they had three head coaches and then they choose the guy who they promote him from running backs coach all the way up to head coach. And, yeah, it's his first time leading a team. So with all the expectations, with the move for Beckham, and obviously like players like Miles Garrett progressing as like a, you know, a top pick in the draft three years ago, the pressure and like what the expectations are through the roof. So And from earlier when I said Jim Anderson, I meant to say Jim Brown. Speaking of the Browns, Jim Brown is who I was trying to think <laughs> of. I think of him more as an mm-hmm. actor than an NFL player. <laughs> He's made the transition. I just completely blanked on his name. Um, but yeah, are you? Uh, so do you go to games at all? Will you will you go to the Rams game? Um, I don't generally go to the games in in person. Um, you know, to be honest, I've talked about it with some friends, and so we'll probably try to buy. Um, you know, at, at least to go to at least one game in person this year buying like on StubHub or something, which, you know, obviously the ticket prices would be crazy. But there's so much energy when you go downtown and you go to the bars that are right outside the stadium that the excitement is just so much fun to be down there. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure the dog pound's pretty intimidating, too. Well, the dog pound is a whole other level. I don't really <laughs> want to participate in, in that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were the, the group of individuals that got uh, glass beer bottles banned from NFL stadiums. If, I don't know if you remember uh, that. They really? Yeah. When, when was that? They were, th- yeah. uh, they were throwing beer bottles at, I think it was a Jaguars game, Yikes. if I remember correctly. But it was, it was a while back. This is before Cheryl. Uh, this is before Cheryl, so she's not a part of this. No, no actually, um, I have a good friend of mine who uh, very fondly remembers chucking a couple of those oh. uh, beer bottles onto the field. Yes. They participated in it. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. Just that mob mentality. And, and by, yes, and by yes. friends, and, and those are fond memories. Too, so yes. And by friends, you mean uh, board member Erica Nash's sister, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys are probably right up that's there with Bill's Mafia. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Well, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm really hopeful. I, I mean, you know, I don't know if you watched any at all of Sunday's game, but, you know, it, it was kind of crazy. I mean, they had everything from Miles Garrett, you know, slapping a player to Greg Robinson kicking a player, you know, oh. an insane amount of like almost like 20 penalties. I, you know, that can't be normal. So, Hopefully, you know, uh, when we play against the Jets, none of that will be going on, and, you know, we'll get down to business. So Yeah, yeah it sounds like Freddie's got to coach him up, get a little red in the face, say a few choice words, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully he's got them a little more into control for next week. Because I think everybody, you know, everybody likes to make fun of the Browns outside of Cleveland in terms of, like, they're just kind of that team that can't really get it going. They've had... 20 different starting quarterbacks in 20 years they've lost like 20 straight home openers or opening games of the season but even with expectations I feel like people want the Browns to be good at some point because everybody deserves their turn in the NFL yeah or at least competitive every fan, every fan base yeah uh, agreed agreed um I will also mention though you, you have to say in addition to that that the Browns fan base is one of the most rabid that is out there. There is a reason why, insanely, Peyton Hillis was Ooh. on the Former cover Madden of cover. NFL Madden. Yeah. <laughs> the fan base actually, you know, went on and, uh, I, I don't want to say nominated, but they had the numbers that actually elected him <laughs> to put him on the cover. So, yes, we have had more quarterbacks and probably more coaches than any other team in the last memory. But, uh, you know, the, the fan base is diehard. So, you know, that's, that's, that's an awesome thing. No, I remember Peyton Ellis, uh, he, he won me a fantasy league back in the day because I picked him up. He was like a fullback, and they just threw him at running back, and he had that magical season. And then they put him on Madden the next year. He's a big boy. And, yeah, then he never heard from him again. Yeah, he never yeah, heard from so, him again. Yeah. I know. It was kind of a, a one-hit wonder, but, you know, there's a lot of those out there. Marcy's Playground. <laughs> uh and uh the indians the indians are still fighting for wild card status right yeah how many yeah. games back are i'm they? very hopeful we've, we've dropped like back one. a bit so um but we're definitely still on the hunt with the wild card which is, is great so you know fingers crossed on that so the twins are kind of running away with it at this point so that's not really in the uh, in yep, play anymore definitely. yeah yeah twins what are they they came out of nowhere rocco baldelli good good manager about the uh, about the Blue Jackets though last oh, yeah. last spring yeah how many uh, how many carryover Ohio State Columbus Cleveland Browns etc fans are there like is it 
if you're a Browns fan or you're an Ohio State fan, if you didn't go there, you're not. But if you did, you are, and you moved to Cleveland. Or is it like people from Cleveland root for Ohio State, even if they didn't go to the school, the Ohio oh, State? You know, that's actually a really interesting question. Um, so it's actually two completely separate things. So north of Cincinnati in the state, mm-hmm. that's Ohio State fandom. So kind of like the Cincinnati area, you know, south there, then you're more of a, a Cincinnati uh, fan when it comes to, like, your, your state football. But pretty much everything, you know, north of that, and I'm talking like the entire state, you are an Ohio State fan. So it has nothing to do with Browns. You have to kind of think about it. So for years, you know, the Browns did nothing, right? Right. So you, when you were looking to root for football, you had Ohio State. And they're winning incredible team. I mean, hell, they have a, a oh, sorry, they have a, a better winning record than most, you know, NFL teams, right? Yeah. So everybody is an Ohio State fan in Northeast Ohio, Central Ohio, probably Eastern, Western Ohio, just not down in Southern Ohio. So you see it everywhere. So people up here in Cleveland have tickets down in Ohio State and travel down there all the time. So this is a big Buckeye area for most of the state, and it just has nothing to do. So people are both Browns fans and Ohio State fans, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's it's a very interesting thing. Is it safe to say that most people are more uh, Ohio State fans rather than Brown fans? Uh, it's I would just because they've been more successful in the area. past few years. Fatigue. <laughs> yeah, there's has grown tired maybe of the Browns, or do you think everyone's still staying strong with them? But I guess I, I could picture. Just with all the hype around Ohio State, that everyone's just diehard Ohio State fans. But when it comes to the NFL, they're kind of wishy-washy. I, I, I think it's I think it's both. I mean, obviously, you know, you're diehard Ohio State, and it's a wonderful thing because they're winners. You know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and you show who doesn't, up. Who doesn't love to you know support winners? But then you have this legacy of the Browns that people grew up with it, and their you know dads. Um, you know, take them to games when they're five years old. And, you know, they have this legacy of that and they grew up with it. So even though it's this whole thing of, you know, for many years um, they didn't win and haven't won, um, it's something that they did growing up. And, and there's actually this documentary about it. I don't know if you've heard of it called Believe Land. That's not just about the Browns, but just about this legacy of how for decades there just wasn't um, – you know, any type of a, of a winning professional uh, sports team in Cleveland. And yet the fans in Cleveland are so diehard about their sports. They're, they're rabid about it and so supportive. Um, and it's just because of the, the legacy of uh, parents actually passing it on to their kids. Like, I'm 100% serious. There's actually <laughs> a documentary about it. And they actually had to change the ending of the documentary once Cleveland won. He won the the championship um, with the Cavs. So you know they're they're absolutely diehard fans for the Browns, 
and people love it. And it's, it's why there's such incredible excitement this year over the fact that we actually have the potential for an amazing, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, winning team. Um, but there's always hope every year. Uh, even sadly, you know, the years that we've had the, you know, 1-16 and 0-16 and and every, even those years you had hope. But this year, the hope is actually real. So, you know, I, I actually think it's great. Yeah, it's like when your your dad your dad's like son, you're gonna grow up and you're gonna learn the hard you're gonna learn the hard way what it's like to be a fan of something. You're a Browns fan. You're like, what, Dad? Just remember. Here's your this. Tim Couch jersey. <laughs> no, it's great. But it's so true. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm rooting for you guys this year. Oh, that's yeah. great. Sam Sam wants a Pats Browns AFC title game Oof. in Foxborough. They get chewed apart. Who? <laughs> Who do you think? Um, well, that's good. I mean, that's good that um, nobody so far is burning a Baker Mayfield jersey, but there might be some LeBron jerseys that are still being burned in Cleveland. But not totally sure if that's still going on or if that was kind of the – did people say not, thank you not and, thank you and goodbye at, collectively as a fan base or was it was there a little bit of hurt still when he, when he jumped ship to the Lakers? Um. You know, so this last time, there definitely was some hurt, but at the same time, people were like, you know, he got us a championship, so so sorry that he's leaving, but that's okay. Always going to be thankful because he won us this championship, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, whereas the first time when he left, as you as you referenced. People were burning things. <laughs> yes, I remember it well. The decision, Miami. I'm gonna yeah. take my talents. Yeah, South Beach. not oh, five, uh, not I, six. I remember not seven. when he went to the Miami Heat, and ESPN and all the other stations were playing the games. I would literally turn off the TV every time. I couldn't watch it <laughs> for years. Yeah, it's understandable. I can imagine it. Yeah, you know, and at the time I used to watch. Um, what was it, Mike and Mike in the morning? I was very obsessively watching that every morning. And, of course, you know, Miami Heat was winning. All, and so they were constantly on. And I would have to change the channel every single time. I could <laughs> not watch anything having to do with LeBron for years. And then, of course, when he came back, all was forgiven. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> and they left again. <laughs> You're like, eh, that was Dan Gilbert's fault <laughs> yeah. in the first place. So LeBron's back. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. So. But before he left again, he bequeathed us a wonderful championship, and he left in a much better fashion. He didn't do it, you know, with that quote unquote the decision, which was <laughs> right. so terrible. Yeah, quietly came back home and yeah, then won it. And J.R. Smith took his shirt off at the parade and got drunk, and then the rest is history. And, and never put the shirt back. On. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that parade was one of the greatest days of my life here in Cleveland. Oh, good. Like, all the companies, everybody shut down. Everybody shut down. Nice. Wow, that's good to hear. That's nice. awesome. You gotta, yeah, you oh. gotta, you gotta soak it in. You gotta do it right. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, it, you actually, I off. think, uh, I think, as it was kind of said, people were like. This may never happen again in our lives. Yeah. And, and so that's literally what was happening. People were shutting down, you know, offices, and we were all standing out on the sides of the road. I think it was like about 1.4 million people that were crowded around downtown. 
um, it was so crazy and wonderful. I can remember it so vividly. I loved it. I mean, I was dehydrated because there was like no water and there was like, you know, no food that I remember. But I, I loved every second of it. It was great. It was That's great. great. I wonder if even the post office shut down for that one. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks, Cheryl. I uh, appreciate the time. Uh, we had fun. It was, it was informative, learning more about the, you know, the college, having the, having the very successful college team in the same general region with a team like the Browns and like how that dynamic works. I think that's, uh, that's kind of an interesting, interesting note to take away from this. Yeah. So, no, happy to uh, share the, you know, the pain and also yep. the hope of a uh, of a Cleveland fan. So <laughs> good stuff. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll say say our goodbyes after. But uh, this is eighty nine one KHOL Teton Sports Talk. Stay tuned. We're gonna do rapid fire week two games. Sam and I eight nine one KHOL. Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak. Nobody get choked. Sports fans, we are back. Segment three. Got Sam Barrett in the studio. All the way from... Hey, how we doing? All the way from uh, Scott Lane area. Don't get my address away. <laughs> just general area. Just general area. <laughs> with a cra- He's got that... He deals with that crazy... This is local jokes only. Disclaimer, but, you know, that crazy four-way stop. Yeah, that's brutal. It's scary. We, we got to fight our way out of the intersection. <laughs> Seriously. Everyone you, just neglects us out yeah. there. Now you just pinpointed where you are. See what, see what I did there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Teton Sports Talk. We're back for our third segment. We just had Cheryl Bailey on the phone discussing the highs and lows of a Cleveland Brown, Cleveland sports fan just in general. We talked about the, the Indians. We talked about the Cavs. We talked about Ohio State. And their kind of uh, influence on the Cleveland fan base and the hybrid, the hybrid Ohio State Browns fan. But it's kind of like when I thought about it at first, I was like, it's kind of like Oklahoma fans. They have some of them like the Cowboys, some like the Saints, some like the Broncos. They have like all sorts of, but the Sooners are their pro team. Yeah, and that's how I kind of equated like uh, North Ohio. To being like Ohio State's their pro team kind of just but even though they have a, a pro team but the Browns were gone for a few seasons in the 90s because they were they had to come back as an expansion yeah so it's very interesting yeah yeah and I, the dynamic I would think it's hard to believe that the Browns would trump Ohio State no for fandom yeah but I mean there are the loyal you know the loyal my granddaddy rooted for him my daddy rooted for him <laughs> yeah but the pain we like that pain in our family but still, Urban Meyer is going to be buried in the Ohio State Stadium. It's true. He is. <laughs> Hope it's not soon. <laughs> bless his uh, heart. Yeah, bless his little heart. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet man. Um, so we're going to do rapid fire. We're going to go through the games this week. We're watching right now in studio another amazing Thursday night game. A safety just happened. <laughs> Panthers safety. Making a riveting 14 to 17. Oh, my God. Well, it's been better score than uh, we're, we're going. We're going in the right direction. Fair it's enough. Not yeah, ten to seven, pa- uh, Packers over Bears. We're at least at what fourteen to twelve right now. Yeah, uh, 14, 14, 17. 14, 17. 
So was it last week? The first quarter, uh, Packers were minus twelve yards. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I woke back up at halftime. Evie not, was like, "Not gonna lie, I, uh, Can I, I changed this. Out. <laughs> You're sleeping." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, Bravo got put on for an hour, and then I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching the fourth quarter and seeing if something exciting happens in that game.' And it didn't. And it's gone. <laughs> Uh, but we can start out with. Um, you want to start out? You, you go. Do for it? It. You, yeah, you go. All right. New England at Miami, nineteen point favorite. That has not happened on the road ever. I mean, nineteen points at home is a lot, but I mean, Miami looked horrible against Baltimore. God awful. Lamar Jackson looked like the MVP in Week One. And I don't know if my, I mean Miami players are wanting out. They want to leave the town. Yeah, as there's soon as a lot possible. of drama of them wanting to get out of town. Fitzpatrick just wants to drink beer and chuck the ball around. That poor guy. Eh, he's, a, I, he's got a Harvard degree. He's got a, he's got things figured I mean, out when he retires. Guy, he's got millions of dollars. Yes, and for doing a very thick beard that we're all jealous of. Quarterbacking for his entire career. <laughs> uh, I think it's an obvious cover. I'm saying it's an obvious answer for who you think is going to win. Um, uh, Miami, because they beat the Pats last season, right? That's true. They do yeah. have their number. Yeah. Are you that, worried? Uh, maybe, just because the heat might get to them. Oh. The heat, like the uh, the pressure of playing the Miami Dolphins or the actual like the temperature actual heat? heat. Yeah. actual heat. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. But uh, God willing, if Antonio's playing, which I believe... The NFL didn't go through with exempting him. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not worried. Yeah, 19 points. That's it's nuts. I mean, this that's is pretty a, big. Yeah, once in a blue moon, a road team gets night. What was the score of last week's game with the Dolphins? It was like 50. It was like 49 to 10, I think. Something like that. It was brutal. But yeah, I mean, patch 59 to 10. 59 to 10, excuse me. Excuse my language. Yeah, I guess so maybe 19 points isn't too egregious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay down in, uh, not stay down in Florida, but stay with the Florida team. Jacksonville at Houston. Houston coming off an outrageous Monday night. Uh, first part of the doubleheader, which I watched. I, didn't, I did not mm-hmm. watch the, uh, even though I watched most of Hard Knocks, I did not watch the Raiders play the Broncos. I really didn't care. <laughs> and. This one's a yeah, it's a divisional divisional game. I thought this division, you know, going in before Luck retired, it would be uh, Colts v Texans type, you know, kind of matchup like uh-huh. it was last year when it comes to like who was going to win. But Jacksonville, they lost Foles for three months, uh, maybe the season. You mean collarbone? They have some guy I've never heard of throwing the ball, so yeah, I feel I, like Houston's gonna be pissed off and crush them at home. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be surprised to see Jacksonville win here. Yeah. But that's a bummer about Foles. They say three months? Ten to twelve weeks. Three times four. Four is twelve. Twelve weeks. Yeah. <laughs> three months. Math. I did it. I did yeah, it. Um, it was his throwing arm or? Collarbone, right? But, but I mean. Oh, on, on his throwing side? I would think so. I would I would think. The way he came down. He came know. down on his right side, I believe. It looked like. Is he, he's a righty, isn't he? I believe so. He's not a crazy lefty. No. No. But yeah. Either way, that's Saint a bummer. St. Nick. Nick. Your boy St. Nick from the Super Bowl. I mean, you got to respect the guy, though. <laughs> that was nuts. That's good. That's big of you. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo at Giants. Buffalo, two-point favorite. Josh Allen, John Brown, Singletary, 
pretty upcoming. You know, now that he's got the McCoy got traded to the Chiefs, he's got a chance to take over this team. Last week, the Giants looked horrible against the God awful NFC favorite Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Is that I what they're calling? Think them? They might. Some people are. <laughs> Cleveland fans are. Um, I think that they might want to run Barkley a little more in this game. Maybe that would be a good idea. I think Say he so. ran like five times. Why would you do that? I they just the, gave us that game. But yeah. Whatever. It was pathetic. I uh, I want the Bills this one. Bills. I, I want them. Yeah, I like them too. Although they're coming off that high win, that comeback win last weekend against the Jets. That was a pretty exciting game towards the end there. They're going to go 2 and 0 in state. Can you imagine Jets that? One? And Jets and Giants. Go Bills. Bills Mafia all the way. Fun uh, to watch. Seattle at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, three and a half point favorite. Is Pittsburgh still an NFL team? <laughs> they said Holy, team. <laughs> is Roethlisberger going to continue the season? Is he going to Andrew Luck us? Is he just going to say, like, yeah, I'm kind of beat up and. I think Cam and I are going to both retire. Do you remember those talks? Was it two seasons ago? Oh, yeah. Where he's he always, like, yeah, he likes to stir up the drama yeah. every offseason. I, uh, I, I, I was, I actually sided with it until Antonio Brown went completely balls to the wall crazy. I actually sided with Antonio Brown versus Roethlisberger because I thought Roethlisberger was just so annoying to yes, listen to. Big baby. And the um, whole team, like the, the whole front office and everybody's like, Roethlisberger can do no wrong. And so yeah. I felt kind of bad for, um, Le'Veon and Antonio in a way, but you know, mm. things change. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not my dad's big Steelers fan, which is just always makes it entertaining. But yeah. um, I don't know. I can't imagine the Steelers can play any worse than they played last weekend. It should be a good game. So uh, yeah, I think it should be. This might be like, battle. This might be like 35-28. I might watch this one for sure. Things be a shootout. Yeah, I think so. Russell versus Ben. I think it'd be a lot of offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean middle of the pack defenses would like. Do you think the Steelers secondary is gonna get chewed apart again? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee coming off the Browns beat down on the road. Indianapolis coming in after kind of kind of shocking us by going into the L.A. San Diego Chargers and going to overtime. Is that right? With Brissett, an expat. Uh, the- Jacoby. Indianapolis almost beat the Chargers on the road, week one. That was nothing. The it was the Arizona. That one went all the way through to a tie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, yeah, went, yeah, just, yeah. just this yep. one in an old school overtime. Yeah, yeah Chargers yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, in overtime. Um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee two and zero. Good God, percent. He here in the spot though. What do you think, Tennessee two and zero or Colts win one? Uh... I'd like to see Vrabel win, but I don't know. It's that one's kind of a toss up. I'd yeah. probably say a coin flip. I kind of think the Colts get this one. You think? Yeah. They squeeze it out. Yeah, they'll squeeze it out. I think Mariota gets hurt as usual. <laughs> I think he has he has one good. You're, you're pinpointing he had, he had this game. game you're pinpointing over. this game. He's gonna get hurt. We'll see Tannehill in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Uh, Dallas at Washington, duh, minus five. Do we even need to talk about it? No, Kellen Moore's a genius. Wait, um, wa- Washington's a minus five? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I would take that. I would say, hey, Vegas, I'd call in and be like, are you serious right now? You might want to change that online. I already took it, but you might want to change yeah. it for other people. Just a heads up. <laughs> Arizona at Baltimore. Baltimore, 13 and a half point favorites at home. Second biggest uh, line of the week behind the Patriots. Um yeah, Arizona, man, they I think look that's, like dump until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I watched the fourth and the entire 
because I love to watch a game maybe tie. I just love that feeling of like, wow, I'm watching a game expire in overtime. <laughs> yeah. in a tie. How is so this I happening? Watched I watched the. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I know you love Patricia, and like that was tough because you should have. They should have won that game, but. But yeah, what do you think, Arizona? Are they going to cover this, Kyler? E- I want Murray to win. Uh, I I don't know. Thirteen points. Think that could be skewed a little bit just because of that beatdown in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Arizona's a much better team than Miami. Miami is probably the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if you look they at, don't even care. Yeah, but if you look at Lamar last year, the Cardinals care. Yeah, Lamar last year didn't really do too much. The times he did play. Yeah, they went seven to one, but he had like maybe one or two good statistic games. Yeah, statistical games. No, I think this is a cool game because. I think Kyler kind of, versus L. Jackson versus Lamar Jackson is a cool game. Yeah, two two mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, that'd be um, fun to watch. Uh, San Francisco at Cincinnati. Cincinnati one and a half point favorite. Kind of another shocking. Kept up with the uh, with the Seahawks last week. Mm-hmm. The offense looked kind of fun under Zach Taylor. Yeah, who's coming over from the Rams. So, I think this is kind of an interesting game. I kind of like Cincinnati at home in this one. I'm not really buying the Niners. Um, I know Jimmy G's your boy. Yeah, I mean he really hasn't had time to prove himself though. No, he hasn't. He has, I mean, he has he has no he has Kittle. He has no receivers. Yeah, so it's kind of tough. And Coleman's out for a while, so I'll probably go Cincinnati. I'd probably go Bengals. Um, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. at home. Uh, Chargers at Detroit. Um, hmm. Two two and a half point favorite Chargers. Was it the Chargers don't really travel Edel, too well too though? Pennsylvania or Patricia. Um, they probably yeah they probably don't travel anywhere. They're down. Obviously Melvin Gordon. They're down Hunter Henry now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if their defense is as good as we thought it was going to be, but I think this would be a good game. I'm going to I'm going to go 24 20 cover Chargers on the road. Okay. Yeah. How many How many touchdowns do you think Philip throws? Three. Three. Yeah. With that. Goofy sidearm throw of his. <laughs> One to Eckler, two to Keenan Allen. <laughs> um, yeah, the floaters. Yeah. floaters. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay, uh, big division game. Uh, Minnesota and Green Bay both coming off wins in the division. I'm sorry, Green Bay coming off a win against the Bears in the division. Minnesota being the Falcons at home. Green Bay is favored by two and a half. I think you got to go Green Bay, right? <sighs> No. Once again, I think last weekend or last so last week was a fluke. Was it the Bears' defense, or does is there anything different in Green Bay? It's just going to be another doo doo offense season. Rodgers being frustrated. He had a couple good throws there, though. Yeah. So he still got it. Oh, he still got it. He's always got it, especially with the ladies <laughs> and and the State Farm commercials. Uh, uh, if it's three points, I might take Minnesota to cover, but yeah, I'll go Green Bay. Kids. So wait, so yeah. you're saying with the spread you're gonna go? I'm gonna go Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, I think they'll win by a field goal. Two and a half covers. I mean, three covers. Two and a half math. I I'd take that bet. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City at Oakland. Kansas City eight point favorite on the road. Duh. Don't you think? No. <laughs> you believe? I think. In, I think absolutely. You yeah, in Derek but Carr? I, absolutely Gruden? not. But <laughs> it would be comical to. Watch Gruden keep winning here. Oh, God, if you went 2-0 and one of those was the Chiefs. Uh, Bears on the road at – what were you going to say? I was going to say, I like Gruden. I think he's hysterical. He's a great guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's a great guy, John Gruden. Uh, Chicago, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Denver. Uh, Chicago playing their old 
defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. which I think makes this kind of interesting, kind of like Denver. Bears, mm. Bears 0 and 2. <laughs> that would Chaos. be Chaos. I, I, over the past few years, I've become more of a Bears fan, and I, mm-hmm. I think Mitch has got it. Okay. I think he does. I'll, last, yeah, I want Mitch. Okay. Mitch Mitchell. Sorry, Mitch. He likes Mitchell. Remember, he's professional. New Orleans at the Rams. Ooh, the rematch mm. we've all been waiting for. This Defensive pass awesome. interference can be reviewed. Everything's all right now. It's it was at Rams at Superdome? Nope. By the way around. By the way around. So say there Breeze, be, Breeze in LA. There'll be some great posters and some I great know. signs. I know. This is gonna be a great game. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. It's not Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Um I think you gotta go uh Breeze. Vengeance game. I'll make a bet. I'll go Rams. I'll go Rams and take and and lay the three points. Three points. We'll wager something off the air, something fun. Okay. Something not uh, show show <laughs> uh, something inappropriate. Uh, Philadelphia Sunday Night Football at Atlanta. Philadelphia one and a half point favorite. I think this is a get right game for Atlanta. They beat they beat the Eagles. That's all because I want them to because I don't want the want the Cowboys to be two and zero oh and the Eagles to be one and one. Maddie Ice. Matty Ice. And then the game. Obviously, Cheryl's most excited about Cleveland. Six and a half point favorites at the Jets now that uh, Darnold has they, mono. Yeah, they you gotta they gotta win that one. Yeah, I think they win it by a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say even more. I think this is definitely make or break for them. They're gonna be not freaking out, but like all right, we kinda have to buckle down here and really figure this out or else yeah. we're not done, but done. We're SOL. Yeah. If we lose to the Jets without their quarterback. It's also just fun to watch Jets fans lose. There you go. Sam, thanks for coming in. I had a great time. Pleasure having me. Beautiful as always. Sports fans, this has been Teton Sports Talk on 89 KHOL. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy football. Hopefully enjoy good weather. I haven't looked ahead yet. It's supposed to get nice this weekend. There are some murmurs that might get in the 80s. Oh, oh. I could be lying, but someone said that to me. He's also a meteorologist, guys. Oh, yeah, we'll just go with that. (laughs) 891-KHOL.